I think that any experience that we have will open us up in a new way. And the parenting experience really opens so many doorways of deep love and deep fear and deep places that maybe windows have not been opened on since we ourselves were children. That's a powerful vehicle for creativity. That's like a gold mine. Welcome to Shotgun Story, the podcast that has conversations with indie creators about music, meaning, and the point of it all, so that you may be inspired by the journeys of other artists who are doing it for themselves, and maybe gain a little more understanding as to why it matters quite so much that you keep creating. There is so much to understand about what it means to have a career as an independent artist. And when you add children to the mix, it can become a little more complex. To help keep you creating, we're excited to bring you this 10-part series, focusing particularly on being a parent in the music industry. This project is made possible with support from the Music in Africa Foundation, the German Federal Foreign Office, Siemens Stiftung and Goethe Institute. As a musician and a parent, I know firsthand some of the challenges faced, and so these conversations have been really eye-opening. And remember to go to shotcantori.com for bonus behind-the-scenes content from today's episode, as well as to explore the other conversations in this series. Zolani Mahola's mandate is to have fun and to play in this next incarnation in her life. She's a singer, a storyteller, an actress, an artist, She's also a mum, and she's the one who sings, and I'm sitting here across from her at a table in Cape Town. Hello. Hello. Hello, Tori. Thank you for doing this. What a pleasure. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. So the first question I always like to ask is, what drew you here? What drew you to the music? So the thing that drew me to the music was a sense of curiosity, and there was a feeling of flow towards it. I hadn't meant to be a singer, I'd meant to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And the music just came to me and, and I followed. <laughs> and did you grow up with music? Did you study it when you were younger? I didn't study music, mm-hmm. but I definitely grew up with music. So music in church, mm-hmm. music with the traditional ceremonies. My brother's listening to Motown and Stevie Wonder and then listening to what was then called alternative music, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam and Nirvana <laughs> and, and Smashing Pumpkins. And yeah, that was my musical education, listening. Beautiful. Mm. This is a question that will give insight to listeners who aren't aware of you and your music. Mm. And sure. also it gives an indication of what has been valuable to you on this journey. What are some highlights of your career so far? Wow, there have been many highlights of my career so far. Many. My biggest highlight at the moment is releasing my first solo album. And it's such a funny thing to say, in a way. Like, I feel so funny saying it because with my band that I was in for 17 years, Freshly Ground, we released, I think, six albums. And yet now to release my own album just feels like so new and so giddy. It feels like the first time I've done that, but it's like so not. And then historically, there have been wonderful, very big moments. I could go back and back and back, you know, like one is making the decision to go in search of my own voice, yeah. making the decision to leave 
the safety and comfort of this extraordinary, very successful, wonderful outfit, freshly ground, and going very much into the unknown and just following a very sure feeling that I needed to excavate this voice. You know, because what happens when you're in a group for so long, is, or what happened for me, I'll say at least, is that I gave over a lot of my voice in mm. a way. And I don't obviously mean my singing voice. I mean, you know, you give, you give for, the, for the good of the group and you create for the good of the group. And it's wonderful and I would not take any of that back. But I was finding that I just actually had just forgotten what my flavor was, my individual thing was. And I was out of touch with that. And that also had ramifications for my personal life as well. That was quite a big milestone. You can go further and further back. Being able to play music, you know, being able to do the thing that I feel I was born to do all over the world. That's like, it's insane. <laughs> Just have fun. Have fun to play music. Wow. I mean, what a massive highlight. We are so many things, so many things. Playing with various people. My biggest highlight is playing with Stevie Wonder. And we didn't play with Stevie Wonder. We sang one song with him, Happy Birthday. But I mean, like, that's enough to oh die, my. right? Oh, my gosh, that's wild. <laughs> that's enough to die. And that was at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Oh, my gosh. Which is like... <laughs> I have proper goosebumps. So for me, that's like a music crush done, you know, over anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I probably feel a bit weepy. That's like proper. <laughs> over anything. Yeah, for us to be there with him like standing at his piano and singing with all these other wonderful musicians like Aretha Franklin and Cindy Lauper and like who else was there? I don't know. It was just extraordinary. Sing Happy Birthday to Madiba. It was a four double six six four. It was just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so you have done the things that all musicians want to do i've done things you've done, done nice things yeah you really yeah. have <laughs> which is amazing and then you had to this other really nice thing and you decided to have kids did you decide mm. to have kids or was it i did decide to have kids yeah, yeah. i mean or in another way like i feel like the decision was taken away from me because i had a real biological urge yeah like a strong 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 biological urge yeah so it was like Need to, need to, need to, need to, need to. Yeah. And I convinced my husband and he got on board and very quickly we were pregnant with our first. Did you think about what that would mean for your career before? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's wonderful. <laughs> no. And so where are you now on your parenting journey? How old are your kids? So kid? two boys, mm -hmm. the one is eight and the other one is five. Yeah. And they are so interesting. Yeah, they're very interesting. You know, it's like a very self-facing experience, parenting. Yeah. You know, and that self-facing can be very, very difficult. It can be so joyous as well. Because they themselves, they come in with so much joy and also so much of their own sense of self. Yeah. You know, that it's such a wonderful thing to see there are so many things. The brain also like goes to the comparisons of like yourself when you were small and the freedoms or non-freedoms that you had or, or felt. You just want things to be better for them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Things are natural. Well, I'd hope it's a natural imperative. Not everyone feels it, but I have felt it strongly. Wonderful. And now, do you think that having kids has changed your fans' perception of you? Probably, 
Probably. I think so. I mean, I think that whenever somebody has an experience that is similar to yours, they get a bit closer to you. So all the mothers out there and all the parents out there, you know, suddenly I was in another club as well, you know. There was almost also a graduation. I mean, I was in my early 20s at the beginning of Freshly Ground. So a lot of our fans were that age group, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. But like with the parenting, the parenting thing, yeah, I do. I do feel like there was another dimension. But I also wonder if that isn't just like a natural thing that happens with just with the process of just getting older. I don't know. I don't know, actually. But yes, I think so. And that's on the positive side of it. On the other side of it, of that whole idea that sex sells, do you ever feel like you were a, some, a, a, I mean, it's an odd question. I've never but, been a sex symbol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, never ever been a sex symbol, ever. <laughs> I had this period where I was very, very skinny, where I went on this like weight loss journey. Yeah. And that was very like, sure, that was so interesting. The, the last time I was thin was when my mother was alive, when I was like six or seven. Yeah. And then like I incrementally started gaining weight because I, my engagement with food as a form of escape, mm. my engagement with entertainment as a form of escape, yeah. you know, which has led to that being a blueprint for me for like a coping mechanism, you know? Yeah. And that has many incarnations, alcohol, other things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Many incarnations, just as a form of like really just not being present with myself. So back to the weight, when I went to that journey and I lost all that weight, suddenly I was this like other animal unto yeah. myself, you know? Like then there was a little bit of like a little bit of but it wasn't really I was never really a sex symbol. Yeah. Never. I would never ever ever say that about myself. But he's ever thought that, bless you, Tori. <laughs> so good. So any parenting stuff would only have a really positive impact on your brand, I would think. I never really associated my brand and my parenting. I think I've been able to have my personal life and have my music life. Yeah. The two have not really been intertwined. I mean, people know things about me, but it's not like they know things about me. Okay. What are some of the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis balancing your parenting with your career in music? The biggest challenge is time, Mm -hmm. I would say. The biggest challenge is time given to my craft as opposed to being with my family. And that never really used to worry me before. Yeah. For most of my children's lives have been very happily gallivanting but it's very difficult now to leave I find it almost hurts (laughs) I want to be with them in fact this is my next part of my plan that I would like to travel with them I want them to come with what a dream eh? what a dream what a dream I want to make that dream come true I want to do few gigs (laughs) I want them to pay me a lot and I want to be able to go with my family (laughs) that sounds amazing yeah this is my dream universe are you listening otherwise the biggest challenges are my lack of presence at times, mm-hmm. you know, which has, which has nothing to do with my career, which yeah. has nothing to do with music. It's just another incarnation of my escape control thing, yeah. you know. That's the biggest challenge. Because parenting is also, it's, yeah. it's full on. And like I, my natural inclination is to 
like I want to retreat. And, and then I retreat using all sorts of things. So I retreat, I will use entertainment, I will use alcohol, I will use uh, just checking out, you know, and I hate that. Mm. And that is something that I'm working on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so yeah. it's not really answer your question, but it's different, a different no, thing. it perfectly answers my question. Okay. Because I think it also brings up those challenges of, as you talk about the presence. Yes. It's so hard sometimes to separate being in work mode and being in parenting mode and so they bleed into each other mm. and so when you're with your kids I mean this is how I am when I sometimes when I'm with my kids yeah I'm still thinking oh, I've got to do that and I've got to reply to that email and then I've you know my kids are are there in front of me needing my attention and yes. if I'm in that space their cups are never full I know how old are they three and a half and five and a half oh man little yes that's man <laughs> Yeah. And so I feel you with that time thing. Do you feel me? Yeah. Yeah. What is your support system like? Like, mm. how do you do it? How do you make this happen? Okay. Yeah. Great. So there's a wonderful woman called Mulelwa who has been with us as the kid's nanny for since, certainly since my five-year-old was born. Mm. And so she's like another mother, you know, another mother figure. Mm. Um, and then I've got my husband who's a really great parent. He's in the film industry, so he can be just as not physically present. So we kind of do tag team, yeah. which has its pros and its cons. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but the kids are all right. Yeah. The kids are, are supported and they go to a really amazing school, which is a very held and incredibly, yeah, I love this school. Amazing, yeah, amazing. It's such an interesting thing that thing with the tag teaming as parents, where you become like ships in the night and you just miss each other. Yep, I feel you there as well. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And now your dream for the kids to come with you on tours, beautiful dream. What do you do now? When you go on tour, do the kids stay at home? I don't go on tour. I mean, who's going on tour? Who's going on tour right now? People are, people are, I guess. We start. (sighs) I'm quite happy to be at home, hey? I Mm. don't know. Like, I was on this wonderful hamster wheel (laughs) with Freshly Ground for 17 years that ended at the end of 2019. So in 2020, our first pandemic year, I knew that I wanted to spend time just really playing just giving myself the freedom to find my voice and just to play yeah, and not giving myself the mandate of like having to find the next thing she does after where she gone and needing that thing to be successful. So I took that pressure right off and I just played. I played with like various musicians, different styles. You know, I had a body of work that I've had for years and years and years. So working with that body of work, my body of work, mm in different incarnations. So with like my trio, female trio that I work with, um, another guitarist, Frank Freeman, that I work with, with orchestras, with youth orchestras, kids and choirs, and Mm. like just really experimenting. And at the beginning of 2021, I realized that I hadn't actually recovered from the hamster wheel. And so I decided at the beginning of 2021 that I would not do anything until I felt inspired to do it. Mm. And that's an incredibly privileged position to be in hugely and yeah. I recognize that and I appreciate that yeah. I was able to be at home you know and actually just like take a breath 
and breathe out yeah. and yeah and then be with my kids you know and be a school mom and every now and again write some poetry <laughs> you know beautiful jeez yeah so in terms of the touring now that i've released my first solo work i'm gearing up to the idea i'm getting ready to get ready to start playing that repertoire but it's been a long time since i played a gig you know i played a gig in 2020 yeah and i've been doing some storytelling shows just me and my guitar and and that's really lovely mm. touring feels very very far mm. and i'm happy to keep it far okay yeah i mean that's a relief then actually it's a relief yeah. it is a relief do you know of any support for parents within the industry no <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag #truth <laughs> Are there support networks for parents in the music industry? Not at the moment. I was like, damn. No, no. I mean, that's part of the point of this, I guess. Oh, wonderful. Just oh, trying no. to feel this out. No I, no, I don't know of any. How do you think the industry might better be able to support parents? That's a big question. I think it would be really wonderful to get some real government support for artists. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like, uh, would be such a great start. And I think what has happened in COVID is that some artists and musicians have gotten together and they have started campaigning in a more serious way than people have ne- maybe necessarily done in the past. Yeah. Lobbying. And I think that's a very important step because our industry feels very unheld. Yes. Yeah, it feels very very unheld. And so many of our greats, you know, have gone to the grave, you know, as differently not in a great way. Yeah. And that feels ugly and yeah. it feels unnecessary as well. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of advocacy that we can do for ourselves as artists and musicians. I don't know, may- maybe unions would help. I don't know. I don't know. It's so tricky. I don't know, yeah. We're such individuals, like that's the whole like so much of the creative things that yeah. we all on our like individual journeys. and to like bandy together is like on a consistent basis. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like us. No. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Now, do you think that being a parent has influenced your creativity at all? Definitely. I definitely feel that it's influenced my creativity. I think that any experience that we have will open us up in a new way mm-hmm. and the parenting experience really opens so many doorways of deep love and deep fear and deep places that maybe windows have not been opened on since we ourselves were children that's a powerful vehicle for creativity that's like a gold mine it's, it's like you excavated right it's like you're walking around with your heart like walking around next to you or two hearts or ever many children that you have yeah. and that level of vulnerability i think it i think if you are able to be present with it and if you're able to be mindful of it can really yield a lot of material yes <laughs> oh that's a beautiful way to look at it <laughs> and how do your children feel about your music i think they feel it's okay <laughs> You haven't felt compelled to write children's songs yet. 
Oh, I'm very compelled to write children's songs. So I released a, a song under the one, under my new artist name, The One Who Sings, called Lullaby for Zen. Ah. And that's a song that I wrote when my, my youngest was a very, very small baby. And I was singing a lullaby to him. And then I developed the song with a woman called Emma van Heen. And we worked on it together. And it's just so beautiful. At the beginning of the song, you'll hear baby Zen like cooing and I'm like singing to him like in that original thing voice note that I made in the yeah. dark postpartum like you know wow. days and um, it's really beautiful it's a beautiful little benediction yeah I can't wait to listen to it actually <laughs> yeah. do your children create are they into it music yet oh music mm. Yes, my I find my youngest he makes little ditties, mm-hmm. and they're both great storytellers, and that I think comes from them being told a lot of stories when they were small. Yeah. But I'm very hands off. I'm not pressuring them to learn music or to do music or anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe because that's how I grew up. I don't know. I encourage them when they make little songs. It's a highly unpressured environment <laughs> it's like oh you made a song oh great let's voice note it and that's kind of it <laughs> i love that <laughs> so now as we kind of wind up is there a local artist on the scene that you are excited about at the moment it's so shocking but i don't listen to music i don't really listen to much music yeah. in general it's so strange my husband always comments on me. He's like, why don't you listen to music? And I don't know why I don't listen to music. But I tell you who I recently was listening to Msaki's new new stuff. And I really appreciate her poetry and the depth of, of her work. And how she marries that with complete commerciability as well, you know? Totally. So, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to wrap Msaki's, her new work, all of her work, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a giant fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's also a mom. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Advice. On two fronts. As a parent, two separate questions, I guess. As a parent for other indie artists considering having kids. Mm. And advice for independent artists wanting to do this as a real life thing. So my advice to independent artists wanting to do music as a real life thing is go for it. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Are you going to like teach maths? That's fine. Teach maths. But if your cells come alive when you do music, then do music. And my advice to everybody is to meditate. <laughs> my advice to anyone is to meditate. Meditate and or do things that align you. Do things that bring you closer to yourself. So whether that's spending time in nature, whether that is gardening, because the more we do those kinds of things, the more we are sure and more we are inspired, more we're sure of our choices, you know, the less doubt we have. You are your own best compass. So the things that really bring you into alignment with yourself and the things that really, that root you and connect you they give you so much information. You know, if you are in doubt, oh, should I do this music? Do it. And then other advice for independent artists is like, 
know the whole lay of the land. Unfortunately, unfortunately we do. Fortunately, unfortunately, let's say fortunately, we do. We have to know all of all of the areas. There's so much information out there. How to get your music out there? The social media things. There's so much information. Just like arm yourself with information, and then most importantly of all is hone your craft. The better you are, the luckier you get in yeah. a way. And also just the most the more enjoyment you get. It's so awesome being a master of your craft. Give yourself that opportunity. And then I would say for in terms of the parenting thing, mm. maybe I'm lucky. I never felt any conflict. Neither do I feel any conflict right now in terms of career, in terms of music and parenting. And I would invite you to see it as another part of the creative journey, if you can. It's also different for everybody. Just feel within yourself, you know. You have to hone that compass that you are <laughs> so that you can figure out the best the best solutions for yourself, actually. That's very beautiful. It's so true. I mean, there's no one size fits all in anything, Yeah. actually, anything. 100%. Phew. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've said 100% like 10 times. 100%. <laughs> I mean, it's not even my normal... I didn't think you said it that much. No, thank you. I, did, I really didn't. I really don't. So now, mm. how can people get in touch with you or find out more about what you're doing? Mm. Yeah. So I have a wealth of information on my website, theonewhosings.com. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a lot about my artistic journey. And there you can also see all my social media profiles. Amazing. Yeah, which are not very many. So it's very, very, very quick, <laughs> quick look. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. you so much for doing this. What a pleasure. Yay. Thank you. This episode was made possible by the Music in Africa Foundation, the German Federal Foreign Office, Siemens Stifting and Goethe Institute. The Music in Africa Foundation is a pan-African non-profit organization based in Johannesburg, South Africa with satellite offices in East, West and Central Africa. Their mission is to support the African music sector through promoting knowledge exchange and creating opportunities and capacity for music professionals. I'm Shotgun Tori, and if you're an indie artist whose passion for what you do can inspire or fuel others, get in touch. I'd love to chat. You can find me on my website at shotguntori.com. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. Oh, take a look at